This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As you've likely heard, protesters set up on the lawns of the legislature not actually breaking the court order, they say, because they are not blocking the entrance that people use to go to and from the legislature. However, it was shut down to the public once again. It is a public building, but it was shut because of the ongoing protest. That's just one of many protests we've seen for the past few days. Mike Klassen, who writes a column in the Vancouver Courier, has written about this, and he joins me on the line to talk a bit more about the column and what's happening in BC and right across the country. Mike Klassen, thanks so much for being with us. Good afternoon, Jill. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, the piece that you've written, because I think you share, uh, or a lot of people will read this and uh, agree with uh, this idea of self-righteousness. Well, <clears throat> the self-righteousness is something that it really comes from believing uh, that your cause is, is more important than anything else. And so it really does uh, end up sort of triggering a, a series of, of uh, reactions to that, which is, you know, groups begin to start to falling into some ethical lapses and thinking that their their cause is more important than anything else. And, you know, I don't think anybody would deny that, you know, the world has its problems and climate change being one of the challenges that we're facing. Uh, but we all have uh, different issues. And, and but unfortunately, this uh, these protesters seem to think theirs is the most important of all. Uh, and I think that really uh, that point was made to uh, the many, many people who wanted to take the West Coast Express home a couple of days ago couldn't. And the particular group on the train tracks by the Haney Bypass that uh, were shutting that down, uh, this was a group, uh, Ivan Drury, who has been at every single protest I think I've ever covered in my mm-hmm. life as uh, being a reporter. Uh, this is a group, their, whole, their hashtag to shut down the country. Uh, I mean, the irony of that being a lot of the people who were taking transit then drove the next day because they didn't want to be stranded once again if another protest popped up. Uh, And I think the anger that we see directed at that particular protest is much more than the others. Well, I think uh, it just, I think it has a little bit to do with the fact that it's right in an urban center. It affects an important uh, piece of transit, transit infrastructure. But trust me, I think that there are a lot of frustrated Canadians and I think the polls are starting to show that. That, uh, for example, the train between uh, Montreal um, and uh, in Central Canada was completely shut down for weeks. Uh, we uh, saw these protests that were shutting down government offices, which I found extraordinarily threatening. I mean, to begin with, uh, you know, there are there have been sort of terrorist actions um, that uh, we've known about where government offices have been targeted. And uh, when I was doing the research for this column, I came across a spreadsheet that actually listed um, dozens of uh, Victoria, uh, B.C. government offices with an explanation of all the different entrances and exits for all the buildings and uh, a listing for all the number of protesters that would be need to block the entire buildings. And that's completely uh, beyond the pale. How can you um, sort of decide that, that, that your cause is so important that you're going to threaten the ability of people to go uh, to and from work in a government office? That's just crazy to me. Uh, and it's also, uh, anytime you question it, or if you put that to some of the protesters, the response is often, well, inconvenience is nothing compared to injustice. But I tend to agree with you. At what point uh, does does it be cross the line that you, you can't stop people from going to work? Why are the people who are just trying to get on with their daily lives the target of this? Well, 
the problem is is that uh, you know it kind of depends uh, what issue that they want to pick. There's always a new issue. There's always some new injustice. And these protesters sort of seem to move from one to the next, whether it was the Occupy movement uh, uh, several years ago, and then there's, you know, a, a series of them that have continued on since. Um, and what was fascinating to me was discovering that a lot of these um, uh, kind of movements have very similar patterns and very similar tactics. Uh, there was a, a UBC professor emeritus named Bill Stanbury, who um, wrote a really exhaustive 462-page book um, about the war in the woods. And he spent a, a whole chapter talking about the protest tactics that they used. For example, how they used the police and the courts to kind of, um, kind of protect themselves. They, they always put barricades up in the presence of police because they know that there are people. And we saw that in one case in the last couple of weeks where people will come and tear down those protests. Well, of course, the police will defend their right to protest. Um, the courts usually only give a slap on the wrist. I mean, if some of these people who are uh, getting themselves arrested, as I saw on Global News last night, uh, were actually getting uh, going to court and, and facing criminal charges, um, that would really be very um, damaging to their ability to, to move through the country. Job applications would be impacted, the, the ability to travel outside of Canada, all those kinds of things they avoid in the, in, by doing these things. So it really, um, that's why they sort of carry on in the way they do. Uh, have you been, I know that the, uh, the post and the column is, has only been up for a day or, or just over a day. Have you been getting much reaction? Well, you know what, I certainly sort of see the usual Twitter reaction, but uh, to me, I think, uh, and also the the print edition of the paper comes out tomorrow, and that's where I usually try to get uh, a number of readers as well. But what I think what I'm hoping that people realize is that, um, and I it didn't focus on, you know, the Wet'suwet'en or, or even the climate change aspects to this protest, it's just the actual nature of the protests themselves. And, uh, you know, there are, you know, a lot of young people out there that are taking days off school um, to join these protests, but I don't think they realize... Um, really what's kind of behind it and how much history there is. And the other thing, too, that I, you know, have to sort of stop and ask, um, often this gets positioned as being grassroots, and no question there are thousands of volunteers that come into this. But at the end of the day, there are paid staff that are building these databases of uh, public buildings and organizing these protests and running them really very quietly, um, as we saw with this uh, swarm and hive manifesto they try and make sure that they uh, are able to hide from the public so there's no openness and transparency to their tactics right i think that they are just uh um you know they're there to create as much havoc as possible shutting down our ports and what have you all right mike we'll have to leave it there thank you so much excellent thanks joe that is mike class a columnist with the vancouver courier